Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to Curious Conversations with Tully and Sarah. We sit down and chat with business owners, entrepreneurs, and some of the best conversation starters. This is a podcast about real life lessons and people doing cool shit. Good morning, Tully Louise. Good morning. Welcome to another episode of Curious Conversations. Now, before we get into the intro, we do do a little intro and a life update. I do just want to do a trigger warning for this episode. So it is a trigger warning. Our guest, we openly speak about fertility, um, getting pregnant. There's a few little trigger notes in here. So if that is something that's going to trigger you, please avoid this episode and visit us again next week. Yeah, it's a... One of my favourite episodes, I think. Um, we Well, we had Tully Smith on. Yes. So before we get into what's been yeah. happening and some recommendations, this week we had Tully Smith, and it's so weird having another Tully on the podcast because my whole life I've never really met another Tully. So weird. Um, and you have because you've met that Tully numerous times. Oh, no, no, no. I know. But, like, it's just, like, we have this weird connection. Because I'm like, you're Tully, I'm Tully. Like, it's cool. But we've wanted Tully on for such a long time. We haven't had her on. But I think it's the universe being like, this, you needed her on today. Whatever date this is. Whatever day it was because we we chatted about I think three topics that I know people are gonna listen to. They're gonna there's gonna be some key life takeaways. Yeah, and the main topic that we wanted to talk to Tally on the podcast today, because we did really run into her a couple of weeks ago, we want to talk to her about her fertility journey. Mm-hmm. Um so Tally's just gone through a breakup, has going through freezing her eggs and I honestly didn't really know much about that process. Me either. And that night we saw Tal, I was asking her all the questions. I was like, and I was like, do you know what? Why can't we just have you on the podcast? Because if I'm asking these questions, I bet you there's hundreds of women, thousands of women out there that want to ask the same questions. Exactly. So she came on, we spoke about fertility. Um, we spoke about her amazing journey in Bali, like, mm. the, like the last month. And yep. it was amazing. And she had some even Tully walking in, I was like, you just look different, clearer. I don't know. But it's a great episode. Again, if you are triggered by anything, uh, pregnancy, fertility, please don't listen. Anyway, how are you this week? I'm good. I, I'm getting to that finish line. We're just, we're barley next week, Yay! baby. And we have two weeks off. So season 11 is going to finish and we have two weeks off so there'll be no episodes because um, we'll be reading, drinking and relaxing. Sun-making. And then we will be back in... After our birthday. Yes, I we think. will. And yes. how are you? I'm good. I'm really good this week. I'm just, same thing, I'm like dying to get away. Um, you never give me much. No, because I, I, I've i been in a season of good. I've been like not much is happening. Yeah. Just good. Time to get out of the comfort zone. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, it's just good. I think when you're on a good season, just ride it out. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, but I'm good. I don't have any recommendations this week. Oh, actually, I think you do. Do I? Yes. The book you bought that you cried. <gasps> oh, yes. So um, I was on TikTok. So I bought a book at Kmart the other day. Kmart's so cheap for books, $12. Mm. Anyway, 
I was on TikTok last on the weekend and I saw Stasi Baby, who is Kylie Jenner's best friend. She was like bawling her eyes out. She's like, guys, this book like is so sad. I've been, it's called A Thousand Kisses. A Thousand Kisses, I think. Um, and I started it and I was five pages in and I was already crying. It's so, again, I've only read one chapter because I decided to stop because I want to take it to Bali with mm-hmm. us. But it is such a beautiful start of the story. I cried and I've seen it trending on TikTok. So if you want a book, I'm pretty sure it's called A Thousand Kisses. And so far, so good. How's it compared to like Colleen Hoover? Um, they write kind of similar, I think. Easy to read. It's easy to read. Okay, but it's right. also a very engaging conversation. It's really quite beautiful. I love that. Well, yeah. I'm going to read it after you, obviously. Yeah. I'm already, do you know what's funny though? At the start, like I did cry and the start is kind of, I presume, the thousand kisses, they explain what it is and it's mm-hmm. the aim of the whole story. But in my head, I'm already like, oh, she's going to fall in love with this. Like, I'm like, oh, I can kind of see what might happen. And now that I saw Stasi Baby at the end of the book crying, I'm like, oh, well, he's going to die. Well, don't make assumptions. No, I know, but I'm just like, anyway, but it makes me excited to want to read it. Great. I love that for you. And also thank you to everyone who wrote back about last week's episode, Mm -hmm. Just You and I again. Thank you. And the friendship one the week before. Yes. So last week, which came out today, was Mm -hmm. Learn the Language of Your Body. Yep. Um, And the week before was Unpacking Friendships. Which was a banger. Mm -hmm. So it was good. So thank you if you did listen. Do you have any recommendations this week? Um, no, I'm taking a book that's 800 pages to oh, Bali. I'm going to try. I've got that book, and I'm not taking it. A Little Life. I think it is. The girls swear by it, and I try. I've, I'm 100 pages in, but I gave it, up. I've got this same book because we do have this book club. We all bought the same book. I have read probably 40 pages. I cannot get into it. Mm. It's tiny, tiny. <laughs> words yeah. and it's like 800 pages and I just can't get into it yeah right and the story's a bit weird it goes from one character to another character to another character and I'm getting really confused but it's probably one of those books that when you're on holiday and you're not doing anything else you'd be able to get in grasp the story a bit more that's what I'm going to be doing I'm going to take two books I feel like I'm going to finish this thousand kisses quite quick so if you've got any recommendations guys get of, in before Monday yeah please which oh, you won't because oh we'll be God. away. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. Let's get to the uh, episode. Do you have any recommendations mm. after my holiday? No. Then please. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, we hope you love this episode. Tell if you're listening, which I know you are. You're a fucking legend and I respect you. And thank you for coming on. And I wasn't talking about myself then. I was talking about Tully Smart. <laughs> Enjoy, guys. Tully Smythe, welcome to Curious Conversations. Thanks for having me, guys. We're excited to have you on. We have wanted you on for a bloody long time. I was thinking this morning in the shower, I was like, rude that it's taken this, this <laughs> long. Also odd to be doing a podcast with another Tully. I know. I was thinking that this morning. I'm like, it's so weird. Obviously, we have unusual names. Really growing unusual up, names. I grew up in the country. No one was ever called anything unusual. Me and my sister were the only ones. Tully and my sister's name's Tandy. So it's so weird. So I like... I have this kind of like relationship with you that I'm like, you're a fucking legend. Well, we all, we always get each other's like, I've gotten packages for you before. I've gotten invites. I'm like, no, no, wrong one. Yeah. Wrong Tully. I know it seems weird, but there are two of us. And I mean, I'll come to yeah. that Fitzbo thing you want me to come to. I'm like, this can't be for me. 100%. It's like an early morning yoga session. I'm like, this is the wrong Tully. This is definitely the wrong Tully. Although it might be the new, t- like you now, because I just saw you got back from Bali. I know. I know. I'm a whole new person. I mean, last time I saw you guys was at the chemist warehouse mm-hmm. um, influence. A dinner, which yeah. was so fun. 
And I was a bit of a mess, wasn't I? I was recently going through a breakup. I hadn't even told anybody yeah. yet. Yeah. And I'm now I'm like a different person. I wouldn't describe you as a mess. I think you were holding it together was pretty I? well. Yeah. To I think. But tell us about Bali because I was watching and I was reading and I was like, oh, she does seem like a new person. Honestly, yeah. I feel like a completely different person. I really do. You guys have to do one. I what, saw what is it? So let's go back if people don't follow you or have yeah. seen what you've been doing. You went to Bali. Why? What was it? So I was invited to attend a, a retreat in Bali and you know, you get these emails sometimes like, hey, you know, we haven't got budget to pay you, but we'll cover flights, mm-hmm. we'll cover your retreat. Mm-hmm. And I was umming and ahhing about it. This was a couple of months back and I was due to be in Bali in July for a wedding with my now ex-boyfriend. Oh, okay, okay. And I was like, oh, can I do, can I, can I squeeze in two trips in two months? I'm supposed to be there in July. Is it bad timing? And then as my relationship was sort of unraveling, I was like, maybe I should just say yes. I had this gut feeling that was like, maybe I should just say yes. And just hope for the best. Like, we'll just see what happens. Mm -hmm. And I said yes. Me and my partner broke up. I was in a really dark place, like really dark, dark, deep hole. I was self-isolating. I I wasn't leaving my apartment. It was just me and my cat every night. I clocked Netflix. Like, if you guys need a Netflix recommendation, I have watched everything on every streaming platform. Um, And, yeah, so I had this retreat booked. And it was six days. It was part fitness, part mindfulness. Um, I was not down for the fitness part. Yeah. I, I, really? Yeah. So I drank the F45 Kool-Aid way back yeah, when yeah. it was a thing. And I was training like, you know, five times a week, six mm-hmm. times a week. I couldn't miss a day. And, yeah. Um, but I'm an all or nothing kind of gal. Yeah. I'm either right. like I'm obsessed with it yeah. and I'm doing it every day mm-hmm. and I'm like balls to the wall or I'm nothing. There's no in between. And I think like a lot of people, COVID happened. Mm. Um, again, even with COVID, you know, beginning of COVID, I was doing like the 50 squat challenge every yeah. day. And then I just ate banana bread for yeah. the rest of it. Yeah. So I haven't really, I kind of started getting back into Pilates reformer um, after my breakup just to try and move my body and again, not rot, yeah. not rot on the couch. So I was doing one reformer class a week mm-hmm. before I went to this retreat. And I was like, I'm going to eat shit. I'm going to actually die. Um, but I was down for the mindfulness part. So, you know, I've been seeing a kinesiologist for far out six years now. I'm pretty woo woo. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I've done Reiki, I've done spinal energetics. Um, I've been pulling angel cards. I think when you go through a breakup, you, you look for anything to kind yeah. of cling to. Yeah. Anything to kind of mm-hmm. give you hope. Um, so I was down for the mindfulness part, was not down for the training part. Um, but it's a free trip to Bali. So I said, yes. Still had a panic attack the morning of. Did wow. you? Yeah, I didn't want to. I almost pulled out just really? because I hadn't really. My ex-partner moved to the States October last year. Yeah. And I've basically been alone since. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I've got some amazing friends and they've definitely all tried to reach out. But I just kind of, I moved into an apartment by myself for the first time. I'd only ever lived mm-hmm. either with my partner or housemates. So I was living alone for the first time. My partner just moved overseas Everyone I know is in a relationship, married, pregnant, having kids, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I just been with myself for so long with my cat, and the thought of traveling and meeting a bunch of new women I'd never met before was just really overwhelming. So, so like social anxiety, mm. yeah, which is odd, right? Because yeah. you think that I'm not um, socially anxious, yeah. but I just think it was just out of my comfort zone yeah. um, and just big and scary. Mm-hmm. But I shouldn't have been worried because I just met the most amazing women. There were eighteen of us, four trainers. And I, oh, am I going to get upset? It was just, it was life-changing. It really was. Yeah. Like from the 
day I got there and the day I met the first couple of people, I was like, why was I nervous? Everyone, mainly everyone that was there were strangers. There Mm -hmm. was a couple, an amazing couple, and then there was a family of four, like two aunts and a niece and a family Mm -hmm. friend. But everybody else were complete strangers. Oh, wow. Mm. And now I've got friends for life. Do you know what? Those things, we've done a few like health retreats and stuff and you do become friends for life because you're with each other 24-7 and you have these breakthroughs. Yeah, I don't know what kind of activities they do. No, it's trauma bonding. Yeah, We're all trauma bonded. And it's like you have these breakthroughs and then you have this weird, deeper connection with these people. Yeah, I feel honestly like, no offense to some of my oldest, bestest friends, but I feel closer to some of these women. They know, like, because you, you know, you dig deep. Each day had a different theme as well. So there was like um, connection, vulnerability, resilience, forgiveness was a big day. Forgiveness is hard. How how do you forgive? Well, we all thought we'd be going in there talking about people in our lives that had wronged us that we had to forgive. So I went into that day preparing to like, you know, deal with the feelings of abandonment and anger that my ex-boyfriend left me Mm -hmm. um, to move to the States. Uh, no, 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 we were tricked. It was a trap. It's about forgiving yourself. Oh. Which was way harder. And, like, people had, like, yeah, it's intense. deep stuff that they – and we're, we're sharing, you know. You you write it down, you journal about it, you do some breath work, and then the circle opens up and you're invited to share. It's literally you, you, like shredding. Yeah. Yeah. It is – I got goosebumps just thinking about it. It was a lot. And there's some of these women, you know, I think our generation in particular, you know, in your mid-30s, like yeah. 30s. <laughs> like early, Actually, I'm, I'm early, early, early 30s. In your 30s in yeah. general. <laughs> I think our generation, we're way more open to um, alternative, you know, therapies. Mm-hmm. I know that you're pretty woo-woo. Yeah. I think generally we're kind of it's it'd be hard, you'd be hard pressed to find someone that hasn't like tried meditation yeah. or something yeah. like that. But you know, there were women there. The eldest was Julie, absolute bombshell in her, she was 66. It's just not that generation. No. There's yeah. never shut their eyes and breathed deeply. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And so to see these women actually for the first time in their yeah. life go internally yeah. and, and heal themselves and share, it was it was really special. Wow. What do you think the biggest change in yourself has been in that? The last two weeks. Oh, Tally oh before God. Bali, Tally after Bali. I've seen a couple of girlfriends, close girlfriends that have um, – been supporting me through the breakup and they just can't believe the change in just my energy. Mm. Even your face. I don't know what it is. Like you seem like not that Lighter. you weren't. Yeah, not that you weren't bright and vibrant because I see you as a vi- vibrant person. Yeah. But you just feel like, I don't know, don't you reckon? Yeah. Like you just Could look be just the new, lighter. Um, I tried like, a new MCO Beauty <laughs> foundation this morning, not No, sponsored. no, no, just even like your energy and like the way you present yourself. Do you know what was really nice for me? You're always anxious going into these things when you're sort of – you know, invited. Yeah. Mm. I just assume, you, I mean, incorrectly, I assumed that most people would probably know of yeah. me. Yeah. If they didn't watch the show, they probably know my face. Mm-hmm. And most of them didn't. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that was so brilliant and so special for me because I got to just be me Yourself. in that moment. Mm. Yeah. I didn't have oh, to. I just got goosebumps there. Often when I meet people, I feel like I'm up against it already, right? Yeah. They had this preconceived idea about me they watch the show they follow me on Instagram and they have this idea of me in their head mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm swimming upstream yeah. from the minute I meet them and it often results in me performing like this fucking monkey mm-hmm. trying to like win them over or like change their mind and that's been the case for a decade now wow. it's exhausting I was just yeah. about to say it's that it's fucking exhausting it's like I'm performing every time I meet someone yeah. do you think you'll be able to carry that energy of not having to perform for people 
Now yeah. you're back. Well, what these women did, these 18 amazing women, and, yeah, they went from 25 to 66, mm. so, you know, from mm. all over as well. Um, they allowed me to be myself and they didn't give a fuck what who I've done or yeah, where I've been or who are. They were yeah. just like, we have loved meeting you. Oh. You know, we think you're amazing. I was told I was hilarious for the first time. Like everyone kept telling me how funny I am and I'm like, no one's ever told me that I'm funny. Like oh, ever in my really? life. And really? Everyone was like, you're just hilarious. Everything comes out of your mouth is, is hilarious. So like, I didn't even realize I was funny. Huh. And it was just really nice just to be myself in that moment and to be accepted, you know, feel seen, heard, um, appreciated. For who you are. Loved mm. for who I am in that moment. You know, warts and all, baggage and all, trauma and all. I was just accepted by yeah. these women and it was a really special, life-changing thing. I, I kind love of that. want to do it. I love that. So what's you. it called if people are listening and they're like, It's called I- PE Retreats. They've okay. got one coming up in August. So okay. ours was, um, the theme was called the Breathe Retreat. Mm-hmm. So it was a part mindfulness one. There's another one in August, which I would absolutely be going to accept that it's called Fit. Oh, so there's none of the mindfulness part. Oh, it's okay. back-to-back to two training sessions a day. Oh, wow. I would love to do the mindfulness one. Well, there's also another one happening. Um, uh, this is also not paid. I, I just <laughs> yeah. I loved it that much. No, I just there's like, one happening in Dalesford in November. Oh, okay, okay. Wow. a breathe one again. Okay. So it'll be um, part mindfulness yeah. that I'm going to go to in like the glamping cozy tent. Yeah. 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 So I'll be there for that one. If yeah. You want to come along? Do you think that half of the reason it was more amazing for you is because you were in Bali? Like, there's an energy oh, of Bali absolutely. that's like healing. Mm. I don't know what it is. No, absolutely. Yeah. It, it was. You know, we did. Um, we spent time in this. We had a. <laughs> it's a whole other story. We had a rebirth session. Okay. What's involved in that? Ooh. That it was. I can't even. How do I even describe it? It was. I was like, Have we taken ayahuasca? Like, have you? Have <laughs> you guys? Have you doing that? Get, like in my head, I'm picturing you have to visualize yourself being born again. No, but you come into this beautiful, like you know, kind of new age temple vibe okay. in Bali again. Yeah. So it just yeah. has that extra it, magic feeling. Mm-hmm. This beautiful um, floral arrangement, like Mandela in the middle. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yoga mats all around. A big drum. Oh, I think and, I saw you post that. Yeah, 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 yeah. it was. Intense. I've never done breath work before. Intense. It's intense. You are tricking, you're putting your body in a different state, mm-hmm. right? And so she's talking us through at the beginning. She's like, look, you know, you may feel some movement. There's this thing caught where you get your the hands. And I was just sitting yeah. there internally rolling my eyes, like, I'm coming off. Bullshit. It. Yeah. yeah. The minute I'd started, I was like, no. <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> what's happening? I kept trying to like, <laughs> I was like trying to fight it. Like yeah. my, my hands. That feeling when you lie, when, you, when you're asleep and you lie on your yeah. hand and you wake up and you're like, oh, hello. Dead hand. Yeah. Whole body. And I'm trying to like, because I, I was trying to like, my eyes are shut. But I'm like trying to feel, I'm like, that's not right. I was like, <laughs> something's, I kept doing this and someone would come around and open my hand and I'm like, no. <laughs> and they come and say, and I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God. I was fighting it, but my whole body was like. And so what did you feel like after? Contorted. Like well, she was giving you prompts to things to think about. Um, there was some hectic music, like really loud. I don't know if it was actually loud or my head, it was just yeah. loud in my head. Really loud, like drumming and this crescendo. And it was a wild experience. And then again, you know, we all set up and we were invited to share. And Caitlin, who took the the classes, all the mindfulness stuff was run by Caitlin. She had this amazing knack of knowing when to push and when to step back. Uh You know, she'd say, do you have anything to share? And someone would share something and she'd wait a bit and she says, do you have anything else to share? She just knew who was wanting to get more off their chest and who was like, no, thank you. Yeah, Yeah, I'm all good. And there were people like that that were like, 
that was fucked. I refused to take part in that. Like, wow. Yeah, it but it was amazing. insane. It was, it was, and the stuff that comes up is never stuff that you expect. No, right? never. Yeah. Never. Like I was thinking, oh, here we go. I'll deal with the breakup or perhaps, you know, losing my mum. Yeah. So early on. And then suddenly I'm sharing something completely different. It's and I'm wild. like, whoa, I didn't even realize that that was still and it affected you. Yeah. You see a therapist, you see a therapist. Yeah. And do you think it was more like you discovered more about yourself in that retreat than what you have with your therapist? I think that because I see a therapist, yeah. I, probably why I took so much from it. Okay. I made a new friend, Emily. I'm going to send her this link so she can listen to the podcast. Yeah. She just didn't, you know, she just didn't allow it. She yeah. wasn't She wasn't going with it. She stopped listening to the prompts. I think because I do so much You're work on myself. Yeah, I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. Let's yeah. get right in there. Yeah. Let's just pry me open with a crowbar yeah. and just see what else we can uncover. Wow. But it was honestly game-changing and you guys should definitely come along. I would, uh, I yeah. would love to. We've done like a yoga training in Bali before and they do similar things where you have to like stare into the person's eyes. Eye-gazing. Like, mm, I did that too. How uncomfortable is that? <laughs> I have never felt so uncomfortable in my life and looking at some stranger's eyeballs and I felt like I could read inside their eyes. It was the weirdest thing. We did thing. that every morning. It's so hard. And on day one, we were all like laughing, laughing, giggling, talking amongst ourselves. I was making dumb jokes like, I don't even know which I don't Look at yeah. <laughs> no, but you don't. You, don't. you, do, you tend yeah, to focus you, on one you eye. Can't look at their nose. Yeah, yeah. it's um, the most. Uncomfortable. But it was crazy because day one we did that. Everyone hated it. It was awful. Yeah, it's awful. And also we had to do it with strangers, right? Yeah. But by the last day, we did it every morning. By the last day, we were swearing black and blue that Caitlin was shortening the time. She's like, "I'm not shortening the time. You're just getting more comfortable with it." Oh, wow. Because the first day we're like, "This is gone for ten minutes. How are we still doing this?" And by the last day, we were like, "Oh." Is it already over? She's like, it's been the same time every day. Mm. You're just more comfortable with it. Isn't it wow. funny? We've been speaking about this, I reckon, for the last two months with guests and it's that whole mentality of getting comfortable with being, being uncomfortable. uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And by the end of it, like, you know, the first day she was like, if you feel like giving a partner a hug and everyone's mm. like, mm, fuck no. By the end of it, there are these Aww. big, like, long embraces that, you know, everyone's crying. It was truly, I can't recommend it highly enough. I'm... I can't believe I almost didn't go because I, I really think it's just changed my life. Your forever. higher self knew that you needed to go. I know. Well, the universe is looking out yeah, for me. Absolutely. Timing was couldn't be better. Yeah. Wow. Mm. That's the start of your journey for this year. Honestly, like, yeah. it, feels like, it feels I just feel like it, yeah, my 2023 like starts now. Yeah, like, absolutely. Every wild. everything happens for a reason. Yeah, a hundred percent. And those women, I've got I'm really close to like eight of them. We've already booked trips. We're going to Tasmania with two of them. Oh, how yeah, good. in August. Yeah, so I've got a bunch of new friends. Um, it was yeah, truly I love that. amazing. Yeah. yeah, that's wild. That's uh, not why. Oh, you go. No, I I have a question because we've got a friend who's in the midst of a dark period, and with in her the cat. same the, same as what you were <laughs> saying with her cat. Won't leave. Yeah. Home. How do you how? I don't know what, what to do. We don't know what to do. Yeah, so I think my friends would probably be able it's to relate really to hard. you guys because they were all like, I don't want anyone to think that, you know, I haven't got any amazing friends. They were all trying. Yeah. yeah. You just, the thought of getting, the thought of getting out, putting, even just getting dressed, yeah. doing your makeup. I didn't wear makeup for months. Yeah. It just all seems too fucking hard. Yeah. Well, do you think it's like a self-worth thing that you didn't mm. have self-worth within yourself? No, I just think that I wanted to be safe and comfortable when okay. I was in my routine and my couch was where I felt safe and my cat was where I felt yeah. safe. Um, I think the things that I kind of started sort of taking baby steps, stuff like rather than suggesting dinner or drinks, going to see a movie, right? Yeah. Because mm. you sit there quietly. Safe. Not a lot of talking, mm -hmm. in the dark, you know. You, you, put on, you can wear your trackies if you want. 
coming over as well. Like I was kind of more okay with people coming to me. Yeah. It's rough though. And end of the day, I, what I kept saying to my friends was, you know, when they'd say, what can I do to help? And I would say, I don't think anyone can help me. It's on me. You know? Yeah. It's kind of just something you have yeah. to. You have that awareness though. Yeah. yeah. That's the big difference. And I keep saying that about this friend. I'm mm. like, I'm like, Sarah, they choose to do this every day. Like yeah. it's their choice. I know they're in a dark hole, but there's, I've been trying to help them for three years. It's like, I actually have given up. I don't know what else to do. That's the thing. And it's it's, it's hard. Mm. So I did say that like she started taking little baby steps, like going to Pilates again, like taking yeah. little baby steps. And I'm like, okay, I think this is now her path of just getting back out there. But it's hard. They have to want to do it for themselves. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's what I and said. And it's <laughs> tricky. And they have to get to a point where they're like, you know what? I want better for myself. Mm-hmm. Life doesn't have to be this hard. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it's, it's a healing. It's a process, right? Yeah. It's a process. And clearly – She's just not ready to. Yeah, it's hard. Take that next yeah. step. But and I mean, also, I mean, you guys could chip in and get her a retreat because that. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, that would be life. And then blindfold her, like, yeah. put, put her in a cart. <laughs> See ya. You're going to Dalesford. Bye. I promise you'll love it. Yeah. Just give it a chance. Don't hate us. She probably would hate us during it. But the reason why we wanted you on today, that was actually a really good conversation. Thank you for You're opening so up. Um, we wanted to talk about your fertility journey. Again, like I said before, we have wanted you on the podcast for so long, but I think it's a universe being like, okay, we want this episode now. Tell yeah. it's time to come on. You've been quite open about your fertility journey. Can you, I don't know whereabouts you want to start. I was stalking you then again this morning for research and I saw it was March last year that you first got your injection or checkup or something. Yeah. So basically I'm 35, yep. 36 in October and I... You guys you really need some tissues here. For as long as I can remember, I, can get I wanted to be a mum. Like, yeah. Yeah. I know you're really maternal too. Yeah. Like, I just have always loved kids. Um, as a child, we had nannies. And then as our nannies kind of, you know, got on with their lives and became pregnant, rather than losing the nanny, my mum just said, you can just bring your kid to work. Okay. So I'd have my nanny looking after me and my brothers, and then I started helping her with her baby. Oh. So I've always been around children. I was always, like, the resident babysitter in the street. Um, even when I was first working in advertising and, I, you know, on a pretty good salary. I loved kids so much. I had like a part-time nannying job as yeah. well as my nine-to-five. Just love them. I actually wanted to be a teacher at one point, but then I did Big Brother and now it's <laughs> probably not <laughs> yeah. going to work out for me. Too many bikini photos online. Um, so I've always wanted kids and I was always in relationships. I was a relationship girl. I was never single. And then in 2013, I blew my life up on <laughs> national television mm-hmm. And became single for the first time and it was a shock and I thought, you know, I'll just see how this goes for a while. I kind of needed to be alone. I was completely codependent on other people. Mm. Couldn't sleep alone, couldn't be by myself in my own company. And then eight years went by and I hadn't met anybody. Mm-hmm. Not for lack of trying. I was on every app. Mm-hmm. I know Tal, you and I have spoken before about, you know, being single and dating and reading all the books, attached, whatever else. Um. And I thought, fuck, you know, it's, I'm getting on mm-hmm. and I don't want to miss out on, on having a baby. Then I met Daniel, my ex-boyfriend, and I thought, oh, I can just relax now. Everything's yeah. going to work yeah. out. You yeah. know, they say that when you meet someone later in life, things move more quickly. Mm-hmm. You're both at that same stage. There's no games. And so I met Daniel and I kind of took my foot off the accelerator. I was like, this is fine. I can chill. Mm-hmm. What age was this, Tal? Uh, 33 probably okay. when I met him. Yeah, 33. And it was right... In fact, we had our first day and then the next day we went back into a lockdown. Oh. So we spent our first four months of our relationship in lockdown. Okay. Which is probably why Accelerates we Accelerates everything. Yeah. 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 You know, just doing all the wholesome stuff, cooking, mm. board games. 
I remember saying to you at one point, I was like, I swear I can actually look hot. Like, <laughs> promise yeah. you, I actually own a pair of heels, yeah, like yeah. mini heels. Yeah. Here's a photo from an event. Yeah, literally. Here's the best photo yeah. I've ever taken in my yeah. life. This can yeah. actually look semi all right sometimes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I met Daniel and I thought everything's going to work out. But he is a bit younger than me. He's, he's two years younger than me. And, you know, he was a self-confessed commitment-phobe. Mm-hmm. So whilst I was like, let's get married, you know, in September, I knew very early on that he was going to need some time. He was a slow burn, which actually worked well for me because I'm usually like, I love you on second day. <laughs> so it was nice for me to slow down for a bit, but I, I knew that it probably wasn't going to happen as quickly as I wanted it mm-hmm. to. So the first step I took was um, doing a fertility test with Kin Fertility, yeah. which is all online. They actually reached out and asked if I was interested and I was like, absolutely. And that's that's the initial AMH level test. Which you were trying to explain to me yeah. the other night, which That's is- like the first stop. So okay. if you're like umming and ahhing about your fertility, kind of scared, mm. don't want to go straight to egg freezing, yeah. which I totally understand. It took me three years to bite the bullet. That's kind of like the first test you can take that gives you a bit of an indication of where you're sitting. Yeah. It's just a blood test. Okay. So Kin Fertility are amazing. I highly recommend them. Not paid, not sponsored, gifted. Um, you you put in your details. They give you a list of partnerships, like places they partner with nearby. Mm-hmm. So I just went to um, pathology um, in Pran Central. Yeah. Yeah, Pran Central. Blood test, and then you get an email saying your results are in, and they've got one of their specialists has gone through your results and given you like this little scorecard. Super easy to understand. It will have a little like name of something, ex- explanation, and then where you sit with your results. And then you also get a one on one Zoom chat with the specialist so she can talk you through each of your results mm-hmm. and explain to you what they all mean. And then, based off your circumstance, whether you're single, whether you're going to try in the next year, whatever you're going to do, she will give you her advice. So I basically said, I've been single for a while. I now have a partner. He's nowhere near ready to start a family. Um, So I just wanted to see where I'm sitting. You know, is it all panic stations or is it I'm doing okay? And I was doing all right. I was like, if you've got like, you know, lower than average, above average, I was sort of sitting in the middle there. And she said, look, based off what you've told me about yourself and your situation and your results, other stuff as well comes into it. Like my mum had my brother at 41. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that all plays, you know, did your mum struggle to get pregnant? Mm Because that, you know, plays a part too. She said, "I my, my recommendation to you is sit pretty, nothing to panic about right now. What I would suggest is that you do this same test this time next year and then based off those results... You know, if they've dropped significantly, mm. if suddenly, you know, the numbers are completely different, uh, we'd either say freeze your eggs or start trying. Mm-hmm. So coincidentally, um, a year from that moment, um, I made the decision to freeze my eggs regardless. In that time, my partner had moved to the States um, for work, his dream job. Was it a conversation you had with your partner? It, the conversation was more the fact that, we had a conversation when I went to visit him in the States and yeah. I basically said, you're not coming home, are you? Like, this is it for you. Like, this is your dream job. He, yeah. was, he was killing it over there. Like, mm. I kind of think I had this sort of subconscious want and desire that I would get there and see that he hated it and yeah. he made no friends and, he, you know, the job wasn't what he thought it, it was and instead 
was the he was absolutely killing it. Mm. He was smashing out the park. He was getting these amazing opportunities. He had the most incredible group of friends. It was a really nice apartment. And I was like, fuck. Mm. Yuck, you're not coming home, are you? And I think once I realized that his focus was very much on his career, as it should be, nothing wrong with that, mm-hmm. power to him. My greatest fear in that moment was that whilst supporting him in his career, I would lose out on my dream. Yeah, yeah. Which is to be a mum, start mm-hmm. a family. So I basically made a decision in my head that when I got back from the States, I was going to freeze my eggs regardless mm-hmm. because the way I saw it, either we stayed together and I'm looking at years of long distance perhaps or a move to the States or like he just was very much career focused, not family focused, or we broke up and I'd be back at square one at 35, 36 years old. Mm -hmm. So either way I saw it, freezing my eggs needed to be done Mm. and fast. So I got back and I emailed my manager because I knew that Monash had done some collaborations in the past, Mm -hmm. Moana Hope for one. And I said, listen, even sending the email was was so hard. Like Mm. it was, I was terrified. I was really terrified. And I said, are you please able to reach out to Monash and see if they'd be open to collaborating? Yeah. I have a question. Sorry for interrupting. Why were you terrified? (sighs) It's just a really big, scary step, Mm, right? I felt like a part of me felt like I was admitting defeat. Yeah. I felt like it was me finally saying, okay, it's not going to work out the way you want it Mm. to. You know, it's not going to go. How we all planned it. The way you dream as a little girl. You know, your Pinterest boards aren't going to look that Mm. way you want Mm. them to. I think also a part of me was finally admitting that my partner and I were probably on different timelines. Yeah. And that was really scary to face. So it was, it was a lot. It was, I felt like I was admitting defeat. I felt like I was finally accepting that my partner and I were on different timelines. And I also, it was a really big realization that I was going to have to do this on my own Mm. because he was in Denver, Colorado. Yeah. And, And that's scary. You know, it's really scary. You imagine, even when you hear all these IVF stories, for me personally, most of my friends that have gone through IVF have had a partner yeah. by their side holding their hand. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think of that. And I was going to do this all, all by myself. Chemist Warehouse Picks of the Week. Drum roll. Bondi Protein Collagen Powder. Sarah's pick this week. And, and it is because I actually use this every single day. This morning, it's not this flavour, but I because this is the unflavoured one, but I had the vanilla fa- flavoured collagen powder on my overnight oats. Yes. So there is the unflavoured, there is the strawberry, and there's also a chocolate, which we had the chocolate sample, but sorry, I actually ate it. I've gone through <laughs> two bottles of the yeah. chocolate. So I like to put the chocolate in like my yogurt in the morning. I put in my hot chocolate, but you can also pop this one into your coffee in the morning. Yum. Uh, I've seen people do that. Yeah. Yum. So the benefits of collagen, you're the guru. Tell me what the benefits of collagen skin, is. Skin, hair, nails, hydration, elasticity of your skin. The plump. My God, I'm pretty sure the doctors told you you looked 25 yesterday, so it's working. He did too. And I said thank you. It was thanks to Bondi Protein Collagen Powder <laughs> available from Chemist Warehouse. Do you have to come to, like, you might not have to do it by yourself, but you've had to accept that you might have to do this by yourself. Do you mean well, being a parent? Even yeah, just, being a parent, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, I mean, that's a whole other kettle of fish. I'm talking mainly about having to go to all these appointments yeah, and yeah. do this jab myself in the stomach by myself. Mm. But, yeah, it's also a realisation that this might mean that I'm 
going to be a solo parent. Mm. Um, my partner and I were still together um, throughout this first process. Um, but, he, you know, he was in Colorado. It's just not the same. Yeah. So it was really scary sending that email off. And, you know, my manager, bless her, was trying to manage my expectations. And she said, look, you know, Monash, don't work with a lot of people. Like, don't get your hopes up. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be real. Like, this is something that people just assume wrongly. is like, I don't have 10K just sitting around to do it. Mm. Like, I was reaching out for two reasons. One, I think it's really important and vital that we talk more about this openly because it's still this thing we just don't touch on. It's still this taboo subject. There is this shame. There is this sort of feeling of um, admitting defeat attached to it. But two, like, I can't afford to just do it on my own. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm not really going to Ask Daniel to chip in. Like mm. it's a it's a tricky it is one. It's hard, yeah. Do you think a lot of women do want to do it but they can't afford to do it? Definitely. I think that the cost of egg freezing is definitely the main obstacle for it. Yeah. But what people don't realise and what I didn't realise is that you can either do a social egg freeze or a medical egg freeze. What's the difference? So I, you ha- it's based on your doctor's results. But okay. basically if you have endo, if you have PCOS, there's a range of different things that would mean you qualify for a medical egg freezing. Okay. And with that, a lot of it's covered. Oh. oh. No so if someone that. gets diagnosed with something or… If, if like, for instance, when you have endo, you know, yeah. that's it, it's really hard to conceive. Yeah. Um, so that's classified. Freezing your eggs oh. is classified as a, a medical… Um, egg freeze. So a lot of it's covered. I was a social egg freeze because okay. when they went in and had a look around, I was like this picture perfect uterus. She was like, it's very odd to be told that you've got like I a- I was like, good on yeah, you. well done. <laughs> Do you know what? At, at least something is going right for me. Do you know what I mean? I was like, well, that's one thing. I'll take that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they went in, had a look around and, and everything looked okay. But yeah, there, people don't know a lot. Some of it can be covered. Okay. Um, there are, there are payment, payment plans. plans, you know. There are options and routes. Mm. It's not just this one, you know, you go and you whack your card down. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I reached out to Monash and they were kind enough to give me some time with a couple of the big guys um, in head office. We had a Zoom meeting and they basically like, can you just tell us your story? And I had to do sort of an elevator pitch. Mm-hmm. And I had everyone in tears um, and they said, we'd love to work with you. So I'm so grateful. And, you know, it's probably, as I've said before, you know, the most important partnership I've ever had in my mm. life and the most important to me as well. You know, mm. it means the most to me because this is all I've ever wanted. And to have someone allow me to do that and give that opportunity to me, um, you know, that means more than anything. Yeah. What You can't put a price on that, how much that yeah. means to me, you know, that's screw the holidays and the and the freebies and the cars and the, like I would take that over anything any yeah. day something of the week. that genuinely means you, the absolute yeah. world to me yeah like nothing means more than yeah. this to mm. me I did take a screenshot but my phone's not here when you announced that you were doing um this fertility journey with Monash a lot of girls reached out to you right yeah so something that I wasn't prepared for was the amount of women who follow me who are thinking about the same thing. Uh-huh. Whether you're chasing, you know, the climbing the career ladder, whether you want to do more traveling, whether you're single, whether you're similar to me in a new relationship, there are so many women who are considering it, who want to know more, who are scared. Like it, the, the influx of messages was absolutely insane. They're even, you know, there were women in their 50s who were like, 
I wish I'd known more oh, about this. Wow. We didn't we didn't hear about egg freezing. We didn't know it was an option mm. and I've missed the boat. Yeah. I'm stop. There were people who have gone through IVF or gone through egg freezing who were like, thank God someone's talking about it. Because when I went through it, I had no one mm. to talk to about it. I had no information. I had no one to look to for. So there were people from all different walks of life that were thanking me for sharing my journey. Mm. I mean, there are a few people that didn't love it, yeah. which is always the case, but. I was just going to ask that because there was a bit of criticism behind mm-hmm. you working with Monash. How emotionally, how do you take that on board when you're also going through something that intense? Because it is life-changing what you're doing. Yeah. Did you, and you're going through a breakup at the same time, nearly-ish? Yeah. That's a lot. So anyone that's listening that sent, I'm like. Yes. Yeah, so I had the foresight to share my egg freezing content um, a couple of weeks after I'd actually done it. Okay. Because I knew that I, I no, sorry, I didn't know whether I'd be emotionally strong enough yeah. to deal with the commentary whilst I was going yeah, through the process. Yeah. Oh, good on you for doing that. But unfortunately, I happened to share it the week that I went through, I was going through a breakup. Yeah. So it was a lot happening. I knew that it was a, a touchy subject. Mm-hmm. It is it is so unbelievably difficult to go through something like egg freezing or IVF, it is so expensive. You know, I had people messaging me that have mortgaged houses. Wow. That have gone through six, seven, eight rounds. Wow. Of course okay. it's, it's going to hit a nerve. Yeah. Co- it's, it's, it's a sore spot. Yeah. I, I totally understand that. And I was empathizing with everybody. I responded to every single message I received, mm-hmm. positive and negative, because I was like, I get it. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Like, that is, I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. And But what I was trying to focus on was like the good that I was doing. It was like for the greater good. Yeah. The amount of women that I helped, the amount of women that I encouraged to go make that first appointment, to look into it more, to not be scared. You know, mm. the reason I'm sharing these videos of me jabbing myself and then kind of laughing afterwards, like the first video I shared of me doing my first injection, because I'm alone, right? I'm in my apartment by myself. Mm. So when I'm recording these video diaries, it was almost as if I had, I was talking to a friend. Yeah. It's okay. cathartic. Yeah, yeah, you can see it when I'm you can in the video. You can see me like laugh. It's like I'm laughing at myself. <laughs> but you see me like I, I'm an R. I stand up from the table. I walk around. I'm like, mm, mm. Mm. and then I do it, and you see, and you see me go, oh, oh, and then like kind of be embarrassed. So I was like, I can't believe I made that big fuss. Yeah, for that tiny little. Is it tiny? And yeah, like, so I actually brought my. Yes, okay. we want to see this. So I'm about to go. I'm about to start my second round. How long? I, I have so many questions. Sorry. No, ask away. Okay. I'll just keep talking. All right. First of all, is each round $10,000? Roughly, yes. Okay. It depends on your provider who you go with. Blah, 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 Why blah. So blah. These, expensive. these people that have, have gone to do eight rounds. Like, oh, yeah. my God. Fuck, it's a lot of money, isn't it? So this is my AM injection. How many times? Like, hey, yeah. How many Wait, times? how big's the needle? <laughs> I'm showing you. Oh. No, I couldn't do this. Oh, it's tiny. Oh no, that's long. You have to inject all. Oh. Wait, the whole needle? Yeah. How many needles do you have to do? Two a day for about two weeks. So you got to grab your little fat bit. Yeah. And you just jab, jab it, and it actually requires more pressure than you'd think. I don't know. You if have, have to stab yourself. And then you have to slowly push it in. For two weeks, twice a day. Mm-hmm. Does it get easier or harder? Because no, you know, it's so fine. Is it is it? so fine. The, the first one, it's all in your head. It's 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 the idea of it. Mm. The actuality is fine, but it's the idea. Like as I said before, Sticky. offline, you're 
knee-jerk reaction, your human reflex is, no, don't stick this sharp thing into my Mm -hmm. stomach, right? Like your hand is like, no, Mm. don't do it. So your body, you kind of, your brain is like, no, you know, we're taught, you know, we grow up. Don't want to hurt yourself. Speaking to, you know, Mm. we're supposed to protect ourselves. So yeah. you, you do that for two weeks. So that's the morning one. And yeah. Then the, oh, you have to do it twice a day. Yeah, two different shots. Oh. So this one is more like what looks fancy. What, what right? It's yeah, like you're at it's school. Like a pen. You, <laughs> this is like an EpiPen vibe. Oh, yes, I've seen this. So this one, you pop the – it's in the fridge. It has to go in the fridge. Yeah. You pop the – Cylinder thingy. Stuff yeah. in there, the medicine. Screw a little na- uh, needle on. And then depending on your dosage, see this little window? Oh, oh yeah. wow. Yeah. Depending on dosage, you, oh, and then so you pick oh. your dosage and then you go, what, so what are, what are in these needles? So all, these are the drugs. So one is simulates the follicles. Okay. Yeah. And then one stops the eggs from coming out. So, so what, what do you mean? Like, I mean, I'm not a doctor. Okay. But <laughs> what's this process of, of simulating the follicles? Like, so basically, you're simulating. So you've every your ovaries have got number of follicles on them. Yeah. yeah. Um, you want a lot to make the most. You know, have the most eggs. Eggs be grown. No, the eggs. So you're trying no. to produce the most eggs on those follicles. Yes, and okay. then they go in with a big needle oh. and suck them out. Oh. Okay, so you do that every day for two weeks. Mm-hmm. During that time, are there side effects? Yeah. I mean, you've, you're told about all the side effects. Yeah. Like you're basically stuffing yourself full of hormones. Yes. Like I kept making this joke that I was like a duck being like turned into foie gras because you know how yeah. duck, foie gras <laughs> yeah. is duck liver? You're, you're basically filling your body up with hormones so that your body releases a bunch of eggs. Uh-huh. But then you've got to keep the eggs there. Okay. So they can be sucked out by the mm. machine. Oh. Um, so, I mean, you're, you're warned about side effects. I had weird side effects. The first couple of days I felt bizarrely good, like too good. Like I was like, everything is great. Everything is awesome. Yeah. It's only the last couple of days where I was really feeling it. I was irritable, emotional. You know, by that point, my tummy was kind of hard mm-hmm. and bloated. I was uncomfortable. Like nothing was really, but it wasn't that bad, truly. It's like a bad period, like bad yeah. period pain. For um, two weeks? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. So you do that for two weeks and then after that, when do you go for the sucky out thing? So throughout those two weeks, you have a bunch of tests. Okay. So that's honestly the most annoying part of the process. The, the needles are fine. So you have to go so somewhere fine. for these tests? Yeah. So you okay. had to go to Monash Cremorne. You do blood tests, regular blood tests to see how you're going. You do ultrasounds, internal ultrasounds. Oh, they're which awful. The how, worst. how many in the two weeks? Internal ultrasounds are fucked. Yeah. So yeah, it's uncomfortable. really you unpleasant. Just, you just lie there just wishing it it's to be awful. over. Yeah. 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 But they have to keep a close eye on you to see yeah. how you're going. Um, I, you know, yes, they suck. Yes, it's annoying. But I'd rather them be fully across everything yeah. than just hope for the best. Yeah. Mm. It's just part of the process. Yeah. Um, so then you have a bunch of those. And then when they see that there's enough in there and that it's looking good, um, you get given a trigger shot which you take 36 hours before your egg retrieval. Mm -hmm. Then you go to bed, you wake up, you go in for your egg retrieval and it's over in 15 minutes. Oh, Oh, wow. It was so quick. Are you knocked out? Yeah, you're knocked out. You don't have to be. Um, It's cheaper if you go. I know um, actually Lola didn't get knocked out. Mm -hmm. Power to you, sis, because I'm not doing that. Wow. 
Um, you go in, you get your little scrubs, you sit in a room, you go lie on a table and you wake up with a bicky and a hot tea and it's all done. It was insane. I think my appointment, I went in there at 7.30 and I was home in bed by 11am. Did you feel okay after? I was, they give you pretty good pain meds. By that afternoon, I was pretty uncomfy. I couldn't stretch my body yeah. up. So when I was walking around, I was oh, walking yeah. like this. Wait, do they cut you? No, no, no. They go internally. Oh, internally. Okay. Internally. And they this, get this little fine needle and they suck out all the eggs. Oh, wow. But they have to go into each follicle. Yeah, okay. So you're being mm, jabbed. jabbed. The more eggs you've got, <laughs> the more you're being jabbed, basically. Wow. So it's a double-edged sword. Um, but that uh, that night I was pretty uncomfy. They gave me, I think they gave me some panadine, fort or something. Had an early night. By the next morning, I was probably 67, 60, 70%. Normal. Fine. With an egg retrieval, what is a good egg retrieval? What's a… So this is the age-old question, right? Yeah. Um, and it really depends on your age and your circumstance. Mm. For me, 35, they say that you need at least 10 eggs on ice in order to have just a 60% chance of having one baby from those 10 eggs. Because this is what I only realised lately and we were having the conversation in that chemist warehouse dinner. It's like, yes, you can have um, your eggs frozen, but the chance of that egg surviving the Mm. uh, defrost Mm. is like can be quite low. That's the issue with egg freezing. There's there's no guarantees. You could get 20 eggs and... Once you go through, say, genetic testing, mm. maybe five of them don't pass. Fuck. Then maybe two of them don't pass the defrosting. Then maybe one of them doesn't take. Mm. Suddenly you're down to not very much at all. Oh, my God. And they say all you need is one good egg, and that is true. You only need one good egg to have a baby, right? Yeah. yeah. But you just – there's no guarantees that you've got one good egg. And the other thing was that I learned that there's a higher chance if you create an embryo and put yeah. it on ice – yeah, so I was asked early on whether I wanted to use my ex-partner's sperm to create embryos. Yeah. Um, and that gives you a slightly higher chance again. Mm. But, you know, if you're not With that married, person, yeah. if, if you know, it, it's a that's a really big risk because then you're attaching your eggs to that person. And then if you break up, mm. there's a lot of legal stuff involved. You know, legally you might be able to use them. Your partner might want them destroyed. Wow. Because yeah, I, I don't know if you've been across it, but Sophia Vangara's ex-husband, no, They've been in no. a long court battle because he wants to use their embryos. Oh, Despite wow. her being married to someone else, wow. he's wanting to use the embryos that they made together. Yeah, I find that weird. If you're not with a person, I mean, it depends what circumstances yeah. you're in really. So, so it's, it's, I think it's, it's a, a big risk. I yeah, think unless you're married is. to the person yeah. um, or you're, you know, gay and yeah. you're using a sperm oh, donor, yeah, of course. obviously. Yeah. But uh, I think unless you're married, I don't know if you would take that I risk. I think it's a big risk in general for people because – one, it's a financial, financial risk yeah. for people and it's like it's well, it might work, it might not, who knows. So mm. it's like you could – I feel for these people that have spent oh, $80,000 and it's just like – But what about those people that spent $80,000 and then go in there and get two eggs? I know, it's all yeah. nice. Well, that that's – like, Oh, heard, that you get. Yeah, they I've do heard, get two eggs, yeah. I've heard every story. Like I, the amount of stories that were shared with me, I've had – people get going in and getting 33 eggs mm. but then experiencing um, ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome, which What's is that? one of the risks. So if you produce too, too many, many eggs, you can get ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome, which will have you in back in hospital. So there is this fine line, there's this balancing Fucking act hell. between 
figuring out the right dosage of hormones to give you that will produce um, as many eggs without being too over. many eggs. Is that the blue, the dosage of the blue yeah. one? Oh. What happens with that hyper whatever? Um, it, it depends person to person. All of this depends person to person, but mm. it's like um, really bad cramps, maybe some bleeding. Um, oh, a girlfriend of mine ended up in the ER with it. So it, it's a risk. She She's the friend that got 33 eggs. Wow. Hooray. But she was in hospital for a couple of days after that with hyperstimulation syndrome. What about syndrome. the waiting game? So, like, you have to wait to see if these eggs survive. Mentally, what's going on inside your head? Well, it's actually super quick. So some places you wake up from your egg retrieval and they write the number of eggs on your hand. Oh, oh wow. wow. I don't know how, how – Monash didn't do that for me. Okay. I don't know how I feel about that because – I know with my experience, um, when I got the phone call, so with me, um, they said, listen, we got X amount of eggs. And I'm not, I've chosen not to share how many eggs no, I got. No, no, yeah. Because only because I experience comparison and and a lot of anxiety around comparing myself yeah, to everyone else around me. That really fucked me up. Mm. And the last thing I want to do is fuck somebody else yeah, up. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So I woke up, they said, hey, listen, we got X amount of eggs. And that's their past genetic testing and no, all that. No, no, no. Okay. So Just this what is it, what we got out. Yep. Okay. Um, you'll get a call from the lab this afternoon with how many we've managed to freeze. Oh. So I was like, okay. I was told the number. I was like, oh, okay. And they tell you not to have this magic number in mind. I say, don't get locked on a magic number. Yeah. So I didn't have a magic number, but I did know when I heard my results that I was disappointed. Oh. I was like, oh, okay. Fuck. All right. Okay. But I was like, you know what? They generally say as well that 50% of eggs retrieved will, will make it to f- the frozen mm-hmm. process. So I was like doing the math. I was like, oh, okay. And then I got home and I was recovering and obviously your body's still pumped full of hormones, mm. you know, like you've still got them all running through you. And then I got the call from the lab and she said, hey, out of the X amount of eggs, we've managed to freeze X. And my heart just sunk. <sighs> And I had all these questions. I was like, okay, but is that is that enough? Like what um, okay. And she's like, these are all questions for your doctor. And I was like, yep, totally fair enough. You're not a you're a lab technician. Mm-hmm. But then I was kind of alone. Yeah. Mm. I, again, it was, you know, time zone difference. My partner was dead, dead asleep. Uh, I didn't have anyone with me in the apartment, and I completely fucking lost it. I just completely broke down. I think I was just you're so ready for it to be over with and you're ready to be, okay, really happy with the result. And I just wasn't. And it's so common, you know, it's such a common um, reaction to have is that so many people are disappointed and mm. so many people need to do at least two rounds to get the egg number that they want. Mm. Um, and I got into a Google spiral and I was oh. Googling things and I was I found one website that if you put in your age and the number of eggs you managed to freeze, it would tell you the likelihood oh God, of how no. many kids. I was everywhere. <sighs> mm. And the thing for me is I think because I knew my relationship was breaking down, if I knew that my ex and I were going to start trying in the next year or two, I probably would have been okay with the one round. Yeah. But I knew we were in a bad place and I want to have multiple babies. Mm. I want to have as many as I can. Mm. And I knew the number that I'd managed to get frozen wasn't going to allow me to do that. I'd be lucky to have one. Mm-hmm. So... I pretty much decided straight away that I wanted to do a second round. Yeah. In any of that stage, did you resent your partner? Because I would. Why? Yeah, I did. I did. I think I'd be angry. I did. I was angry. I've been not through that, but when you're alone going through something and your partner's away, it's the worst feeling. Oh, yeah. 
I I did. I felt a lot of, um, yeah, I was really, I felt abandoned, yeah. you know. And I, But I also knew I'm also self-aware enough to know that it's not his fault. Yeah. And But then that made it even more complicated because I was feeling all these feelings of abandonment, um, resentment, just this general feeling of this is just fucking unfair. Yeah. Mm. Like why do I have to do this by myself? Mm-hmm. Like where are you? Why aren't you here? Mm-hmm. He was doing the best that he could. Yeah. You know, he was FaceTiming me. He would, I could call him anytime. You know, he was doing all that he could through a phone. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't the same. And yeah. every appointment I had, you know, I went to the egg retrieval by myself. Mm. I was going to try and get an Uber home from it. Oh my God. Oh. And I know you're about to go through this again. I will take you to yeah, this egg. I, I will take you. But like everybody said that. Yeah. I had many people that yeah. were, you know, but I just. I just, there was, I don't know, there's something, it's, I cry over spilt milk. I cry mm-hmm. every day, obviously. But then when something's seriously scary like this, I only want my closest people. I don't yeah. know. There's, there's a certain amount of people that I would be okay with seeing me. I didn't know how I was going to wake up. Yeah. I didn't know if I was going to be able to walk out of there, if I was going to be like, you know. <laughs> yeah. And so I just, I was thinking about who I would feel comfortable picking me up and there was just no one but my partner. Yeah. And... <laughs> So you get sent this sort of admissions sheet the night before you have to fill out and you have to tick a box and sign that says, I will not take an Uber or a cab out of there. Like I had to legally sign a form saying that I would not be by myself. So then I thought, fuck, okay. And it's, it's at 7.30 in the morning. I was at the Clayton Monash Clinic as well. So it's oh not, God. it's out. It's yeah. on a weekday. People have jobs. Mm. Like, Please tell me you didn't take the Uber. No, I ended up. <laughs> a I bus? Ended up, yeah. <laughs> I ended up paying my PA yeah. to pick me up. Do you guys know Shah? Oh, I've seen her on Instagram. I think yeah. I saw her glamour. I, I don't know. paid my PA to pick me up and take me home. Do you know why I did that? Because I knew if I was paying her, she'd have to do as I say. Yeah. Because, oh, yeah, like, you know, my boyfriend's mum, who is amazing, ex-boyfriend's mum, who's amazing, she would have picked me up mm. in a second. Yeah. But she also would have insisted on coming in, yeah. tucking me into bed, yeah. hanging around until I was feeling better, probably make me some kind of delicious meal. Yeah. And I just didn't want to be fussed over. I didn't yeah. want – I just wanted to go back to my bed and chill be the alone. fuck out by myself. Mm-hmm. So I knew I that, that I knew that Shah would literally drop, drop me off, off and yeah. drive off. Mm. And that's what I wanted. Yeah, I but get it's that. It's a bit fucking sad, isn't it? <sighs> no, I get that. I'm, I'm very similar to you. I would have done the same thing. I just want someone who I trusted, who wasn't going to laugh at me, and I mm. was a bit okay. So I woke up, <laughs> I woke up from my anesthetic. I did at the hospital. Yeah, yeah. And the nurse was like, "Hi, how are you feeling? Do you want a bicky? Do you want a tea?" And I was like, "Yes, please." And then I was like, I grabbed her hand. Oh, I was like, "Give me your hands." <laughs> I was like, "Thank you so much." <laughs> For all that you guys do for us, nurses are amazing and no one tells you enough. You guys do such a good job. You started crying. No, No, I did. I was like, you guys are just the unsung heroes and no one gives you enough credit and I really appreciate everything that you do. Start crying. She walks away. It's like I come to probably like 20 minutes later and I was like, oh my God, did I just fucking do that? that?" (laughs) And it was kind of like a dream. I was like, did I? Did I dream that or did I actually just fucking grab that nurse's hand and start crying and thanking her? Did you have to see her again? Yes, she's just (laughs) sitting right in front of me. She's probably listening to this. This is your chance to be like, hey. No, but you know what? I told my IVF specialist I did that and he goes, do you know what? That would have made her day. Yeah, Like, you know, I'm like, at least I didn't, I don't know. You can do some weird things. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. 
my so God, how funny. Second round is coming up. Yeah. So my period's due in like four days. So how does this, okay, so what, do you take the injections, what part of your cycle? So you have to wait till day two of your period. Oh. So um, day two is when you start. And for the first couple of days, you just do the nighttime injections, which Mm -hmm. is a little EpiPen. Mm -hmm. And then from like day three or four, you start the AM ones as well. Okay. So it's all, this is another thing. I was supposed to do my second round in June, but my period was late. Oh. So, which is, you know, often the case yeah. after something like that. Yeah. You know, I mean, your period can be like because you're moving house, you're traveling. Yeah, you know, of course. fucking fickle things. Yeah. Um, so I was supposed to do it before I went to Bali, but it didn't come in time. It's probably a good thing. Oh, I, in hindsight, I was really upset because I kind of thought this Bali trip would be a nice little like, all right. Done. That's done. Mm, that's yeah. behind me. I can breathe easy, you know, but I'm actually thinking that Bali has made me 10 times stronger mm. and more resilient to go into it a second round and now that I'm doing it completely on my own. That's what I was yeah. going to ask. How do you feel going into it this time, knowing what you're up for but in different circumstance? Yeah, I mean I'd be lying if I said I wasn't anxious about it. Mm. Um, yes, he wasn't here physically but he was a huge support for yeah. me. Mm. He was the person I could text any day, time of the day or night. Um, yeah, it's it's hard because I, I did, you know, I started this process thinking that I was doing this for us. Yeah. You know, I thought that I was buying him more time. Mm. I thought that I was buying us more time. And now it's like I'm just doing it on my own without that support, you know, without that person that I can message and, t- and call and FaceTime. Um, so, yeah, I'm anxious. I'm really anxious about that. Mm. Yeah. I honestly think it's probably better doing it after the Bali because, like you said, you are going to be stronger and I feel like this is your time. Yeah. Yeah, and I, as I said, I've got eight new best friends who exactly. I've, they're all, all of them are like, there's no way you're going to your egg retriever by yourself. Oh, you know, right. there is no way you're going, we'll come with you your appointments. So I had this new beautiful support network that I didn't have the first time mm-hmm. around. Yes, I'm missing one really vital person, but I have eight new amazing women, so mm, I'll be yeah. fine. And for the next stage of this, for women listening, they're like, okay, I'm, I think I'm interested. I want to talk more. Yeah. Is there a game plan in your head already about the next stage of? I mean, you have to tick all these crazy boxes when you sign your life away, right? Mm. It's like, would you be open to donating them to science? Oh, wow. To somebody else? You know, what are you, what yeah. are you thinking? Yeah. They keep them, I think, until you're like 50. Oh, wow. On ice. But it costs, it costs money each yeah. year to have it on ice. So how much is with it Monash, year? the first six months, I think, are on them. And then from then onwards, it's not that much. Yeah, okay. It's um, like rent. Yeah. Yeah. It's like 250 a year or something. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. It's fine. Yeah, okay. Don't cut me on that. Yeah. I have all this information saved on my Instagram and my highlights, yeah. by the way. I did a QA. and um, I'm kind of giving myself like a year to heal from this breakup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't even, like, I'm just nowhere near, like, the thought of going on a date makes me want to puke. I'm just not ready. I'm still heartbroken. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still dealing with that. I'm going to give myself a year to heal and see where I am again Mm -hmm. this time next year. And then I'll probably seriously start thinking about what I'm going to do with them. Mm -hmm. Can I just ask, so when you do decide, when you get to that point and you're like, okay, I'm ready now, what happens? Like, do they insert, like... I don't actually know. No, I don't happens. know. Yeah. Well, that's a whole other fucking kettle of fish. Is because it? well, because I haven't you can choose to have them genetically tested now. And I said no, because as you both know, I've got 
a possible genetic yeah. disease mm-hmm. in, in my family. Mm-hmm. So that's another bridge I'm going to have to cross mm-hmm. at some point. Can they check that from They the- can. Oh, wow. So I was told. From your egg, they yeah. check that. Wow. So they check them anyway for things like Downs, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cystic fibrosis. You know, they, t- they test them for a range of genetic um, mm. diseases uh-huh. already. Mm-hmm. It would just be a matter of me asking for an extra one to be checked, okay. right? So what they'll do is they'll say, say you have CS 10 or, eggs. Oh, say yeah. you have 10 eggs on ice. Yeah. Mm. They'll check all those 10 eggs. And then they'll come back to you and they won't say, oh, two had downs, two had this. They'll just say four weren't viable. Okay. The thing with me is, though, I've made a decision up until this point that I don't want to be genetically tested for early onset dementia, Uh uh which is what my mum passed away from. Because why the fuck would I want to find that out? Mm -hmm. I'd rather just live my life to the fullest every single day, say yes to everything crazy and live like I'm going to die tomorrow. Oh, so if oh, you test we... your eggs that you find out if you've oh, got the gene. Oh, I would totally oh, do that too. Okay, 100%. Yeah, I would. Ignorance is I bliss. I think that's a really so good So I said to my doctor, yep. is there – because I'm still grappling, you know, and this again is a whole other podcast topic. Mm. I'm still grappling with if I have if I have early onset dementia, like should I even have kids? Because mm. the last thing I would ever want to do is rob someone of their mother, like I was robbed of mine. So, like, is oh it God, even is it even fair that I become a mum? Yeah. So no, that's fair. So it's a lot to think about. Um, and I said to my doctor, just because I wanted to know, you know, is there a way that you can test my eggs? Because the last thing I want to do is fucking continue this fucking yeah. tradition. Yeah. Like, sorry, <laughs> yeah, it. it is a family tradition that I do not want to pass on. <laughs> yeah. And I said, is there a way you can test my eggs? to make sure none of them have it without telling me. Oh, and he yep. said, well, yeah, because as I said, I, we would just say, hey, four of those aren't viable. We wouldn't uh, say what? The two, reason. Have, two tested positive for Downs and two tested positive <gasps> for – and I said, yes, but I'm going to think I Are know you? myself and I'm just going to assume. Yeah, yes. okay. I'm just going to assume. You say four aren't viable, I'm convinced I've got early onset Yeah, I, I respect you for protecting your own, like, energy, energy yeah, in that way because I – you. Oh, so really many people do. have an opinion on it. Um, it's super triggering for me. I I obviously share a lot about my mum's illness on my Instagram mm. and I love that people feel they can come to me who are going through it because I had no one. I was 14, 15 years old when mum was diagnosed. I had no one to talk to. Mm. If she had had cancer, I would have had people that I could talk to because yeah. everyone unfortunately knows someone with cancer, mm. but no one in my life. Are you kidding? We're kids. Who mm. the f- you might think, oh, my granddad had that and he's a bit crazy, mm. but your mother having it? Mm. Like it's just something that I had no one to talk to. But I'll occasionally get a message from someone who's just discovered that their parent or someone in their family has it and they ask me outright, have you been tested? Do you want to get tested? And oh, those I- messages ruin my whole fucking day. Yeah. yeah. I think about it enough. I think about it every single day. Mm. I forget my keys. I mm. forget something and I think here it is. Mm. So... It's something that I have to live with every single day. But in terms of starting a family, the one thing I want most in the world, is it fair? Yeah. Is it right? Should I? My sister-in-law, who is married to my brother, obviously, hence my sister-in-law, <laughs> um, I love her mentality on it. She's like someone I really go to when I'm having these conversations with myself because she is so like... I love Scott, I love your brother and we're going to have a family and we don't give a fuck about Mm. what might happen. Because the thing is I 
could stress about this every day of my life and I do. Mm. And then I could walk outside of this studio and get hit by a truck. Yeah. yeah. I could get breast cancer. Yeah. I could You'd I could have know. a horrible trampolining accident. Yeah. We just don't fucking know. Yeah, no, we it's don't. So true. We just don't know. Yeah. The other flip side, obviously, which is something that is so tempting, so tempting, is that imagine if I get tested and I don't have it. Mm. That changes my whole fucking life. Mm. Yeah. That changes everything. That changes everything for me. Mm. Everything. Are you kidding? It's yeah. such a hard. It's, yeah, I would stick I've, with whatever your gut. It, it, yeah. But like, imagine. I know. Yeah. Imagine if they said, "Actually, you don't, you don't have it." Yeah. Oh my god. Like that thing that you stress about every well, single do you day talk, is gone. Do your brother about this? No. Nah. No, nah, my brothers aren't really talkers. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know. Weird. Yeah. But I'm in the same. Family. No, but they're guys. Yeah. They're just, yeah. So, but I just love. I just love that Anna is just like. I love you, brother. We're going to have a beautiful family. And that's mm, that. That's good that you've got that I support. Don't, yeah. She's like, I don't, I'm not for a second concern. I'm not worried. We're not looking into it. Like we're living our lives. Ex- the I, end. Oh, don't really rob nice. yourself of that kind of love. That's what I feel I like. I just can't. Like how yeah. can I put – yeah. It's a lot to think about. Yeah. I, mean, I think about every single day. And, you know, being single again, it's something that I'm going to have to ask someone else to think about. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. The amount of psychics I've seen, oh, my God. <laughs> and every time they say – I don't tell them anything when I yeah. go. I mean, you can Google me though. That's the problem, uh-huh. right? With me, you can Google me. Yeah. But I've seen a lot of psychics and a lot of them have been like, you're worrying for nothing. That that thing you're worried about, you're not going to get it. You're not going to have like. Oh, wow. So that's something. But yeah. there's also, you know, I've got two siblings and I think, you know, the last time I looked into it, there's like a two and three chance. Uh-huh. Mm. Oh, it's hard. It's I, I'm always like that person. I'm like, don't put that shit out into the universe. No. Just forget about it because the more yeah. you put it out in the universe, the more it's going to happen. But then there is that thing where you're like. Well, there comes a time where I'm going <sighs> to have to face reality and be responsible. Mm. I have to face some hard facts. Mm. Do I say, fuck it, live your best life and just live life to the fullest and hope for the best? Mm-hmm. Or do I. Shouldn't that be our life every day? What's that's that's the thing, right? Yeah, that's the thing, and that's why you know people wonder like, oh, why'd you go back and do Big Brother a second time? Mm. Why the fuck not? Exactly. My mum was robbed of most of her life. Mm. My mum was sick longer than she wasn't sick. For me, Mm. she lost out on seeing all of us graduate school, turn eighteen, turn twenty one. She's never met any of my partners. You know, she's Mm. not seen us do anything. Oh my god, I'm gonna cry again. So like. Why the fuck oh. wouldn't I say yes to every dumb thing that comes my way? Why wouldn't yeah. I, you know, people say that I'm a lot or that I'm too much. Like I'm just trying to squeeze every bit of life out while I can because I don't know how long I've got. We, none of us do. No, like, we don't. That should, be everyone, that should actually be all of our mentality. Yeah. And if anyone's listening to this at the moment and didn't get anything out of it, which I'm sure they did, take that fucking out of it. Yeah. yeah. Just say it, yes. Literally. Say yes and just live your life yes to the girl. best. Yes. We yes love girl. yes girls. I'm, a, I'm an absolutely yeah. yes girl. We Sometimes yes. too much of a yes girl. <laughs> we love a yes. Ben don't say that. Don't say yeah. that too much of a yes girl. If there's anything else that you could say to anyone that's listening that is wanting. Thinking. Thinking about it, umming and ahhing about it, because it is something like we've spoken about it. Mm. What would your advice to them be right now? Do it now. Okay. My my only regret with this whole process is that I didn't do it sooner. Mm-hmm. Like why didn't I do it when I first started thinking about it? I know why. It's scary. It's yeah. overwhelming. It seems like it's a complicated. It's also a lot of money. And I absolutely acknowledge my privilege in the fact that that wasn't a, an issue for me mm-hmm. this time around. Huge 
hugely grateful, such a privilege, but I wish I'd done it sooner. Like the the dream age to freeze your eggs is 30. Mm -hmm. Okay. 35 is your last good chance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. From 35 onwards, your numbers are looking grim Mm -hmm. and it's getting a lot more stressful and Mm anxiety-inducing. 30 is the optimal age. 35 is kind of your last shot. Mm -hmm. Not technically, but that's the window. Mm. Yeah. So the fact that I have gone through one round, I didn't get the numbers I was wanting. I'm about to do a second round. If I'd done it at 30. Who knows? Mm. Who knows? Because the it, my eggs are now going to be frozen the day that they were taken out of me. So you, obviously yeah, the younger the better. Yeah, right. Okay. Okay. Just do it. Yeah. And all it takes is an appointment with your GP and asking for a referral. That's the first step. And that's the blood test to get your AMH levels. No, that's a different test. Okay. Okay. That's something I would – if you're umming and ahhing about it. Yeah, that's the first That's step. the first because it might it, it might come back, it, as it did with my best friend, it might come back and say, you fucked already. Yeah. Mm. Like freeze your eggs tomorrow. Mm. Or it might say, you're good, chill for a bit, mm-hmm. yeah. no stress. Mm. But you just don't know. That's step number one. Fuck, being a female. Oh, also, my but God. But also having, listen, not about freezing eggs but about getting pregnant, a lot of people always put so much blame on the female but getting pregnant also involves a male yeah. and sometimes we've got friends that it's actually yep. males being the same. male. Same, same. So it's like it's not just a female problem. No. It is also a male problem. And I don't know but can males get checked for their levels? Yeah, they can. Okay. And they, they recommend if you they recommend when you freeze your eggs there's like a thing that says – recommend you also getting your partner checked at the same time because it might be him that's a problem. Yeah, because we do. We And I know this is a very triggered conversation, this whole conversation on this podcast. We'll put a warning at the start. You have to have like many warnings. There's been like 55 (laughs) things. But it is. Don't listen if you're triggered by literally anything. Um, (laughs) But it it can be a male problem as well because we do have friends like that. Do you know what pisses me off? And I spoke about this with so many of my girlfriends. When women are born, we're born with – this, the amount of eggs we're going to have for the rest of our life, right? Which is kind of why they I didn't say know that actually. Yeah, didn't you? Nah. which is kind of why like, like you've been like in your grandma. grandma's tummy. Oh my god, that's so yeah. how crazy. wild yeah. is that, right? Wild, oh god. wild. So we're born, right? We've got eggs. Yeah, and then as we get older, they start dying off. Mm. Okay. Right? Men make new sperm every single day. And they're just jerking off and just throwing it on walls <laughs> and into socks and in your into fucking eyes. mouth, <laughs> giving you a pearl necklace. Yeah. They're just whizzing it all around. Yeah. We're no doing kids. all we can to protect them and grow them and like freeze them. And they're just yeah, jerking off everywhere. Yeah. Look, I didn't actually so know unfair. that. So unfair. It's so unfair. I didn't learn that in sex ed. Mm. Did we learn that at school? What that you're in your like, grandma's tummy? That you have eggs when you're born. Oh yeah, you don't get you don't make I anymore. Wasn't listening in that class. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, when we're born, that's it. Wow. So that's why. So are the twins now they have eggs in them. Yes, my nieces. Yes. Fuck off. Yeah. Yeah, that is so <laughs> crazy. I did not know that. Yeah. yeah. I did not know How that. How wild is that? That is so wild. Yeah. Anyway, and so note. then Tandy's grandchildren are already were in her at a stage. That is so. Wild. Mm. Isn't that wild? Like, and oh, that I is why that. it is so important to freeze your ex. Yeah. Because they've been already in us for 35 years. Yeah. They're clinging on by de- like for dear life. Wow. Okay, that makes sense. To do sense. it. I highly recommend you both do it. Okay. Thank you for this conversation. You're so yes, welcome. Thank, thank you for you. being so vulnerable and sharing and Thanks being so open. Me. Yes, no, thank you so much. Hey. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 